See, I can't, I can't do that part. <laughs> All right, once again, we clearly don't need our chip tunes. We've got Paul, Deadly Pencils, and Rob providing the theme tune. My name is Steve. This is episode 210. We've entitled it Bergforce. Wow, wow. We've entitled it Bergforce Battles Zero One. Uh, the reason for that will become apparent hopefully towards the second half of this podcast. But before that, gentlemen, another week has passed. What's new up in GI Joburg? Well, I, I nearly got half vaccinated for the for, for this 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 COVID virus thing. So that, that was a fun experience. Um yeah. going you back up to two point five G. Heck yeah, dude. We're, we're halfway to 5G. It's I'm feeling good. First few days were, I mean, my arm was a bit sore, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good now. So it was nice to get a day off work as well. <laughs> they gave you the whole day? The Damn. whole day just to go and get like injected. Well, I, I suppose they, they thought, you know, if, if something's going to happen, rather not be at work. That's you know, awesome. if, Don't you have to stand in queues? I know here in Joburg, you have to stand in like, queues it's like well, you get the booking and it still takes like about an hour or two anyway so well actually no i mean fortunately where i went was in like in town the city center at, at the cape town international convention center and i went in the afternoon um and there were no queues i think we were in and out wow in 30 30 minutes 40 minutes maybe and half of that obviously is just sitting there after you're getting the shot because you know they've got to see straight away if you're going to kill over and die no, I suggest for jab number two that you take a half day and then take the other half day the day after you get the jab. Just just a, a protest. Just in case. <laughs> what, brother, the second Pfizer is the one that really kicks your ass. FYI. Oh, goodness. It, well, yeah, no, Pfizer experience. was the one I got, yeah. And here I am like, oh, I'm too cool for that shit. I'm like hardcore, man. It doesn't affect me. I'm not sore or anything. Man, I'll be man. Okay. I, was, I was broken. Anyways, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, pandemic talk over. Let's not uh, waste on that new new shit, boys. Um, just one item for me. Uh, I pulled the trigger on that second bloody snake eyes from that same ridiculously <laughs> bad seller. I did it. I did it. And I asked him like at the time. I was like, "You do recall you said you'd refund me my postage on the return, right?" He's like. No, man, you're getting a great deal with the second one. You're not getting any money out of me. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> now, in that situation, would you gents ever go as far as give negative feedback? Uh, it was a weird situation. I actually don't even know what I would do. Well, to bring everyone up to speed, because this, this is kind of bridging two episodes now. Uh, in the last episode, I... Uh, chronicled the tale of a snake eyes that I bought at a nice price. It was a 1.5 1983 swivel arm snake eyes. Um, wanted to do it for review purposes, but also because I'm kind of in the goggles camp right now. I don't know if I'll get back to visor ever, to be honest, with the way my current head is at. Um, anyways, besides the point, the snake eyes arrived and <sighs> it had evidently been doctored it had been it, an attempt had, had been made to drill out a, a frozen screw and the screw had actually pushed 
further into the torso and hadn't quite punctured out the other side, but had raised this nice little bump in the front of the torso. Anyways, I said, listen, mate, this isn't a used toy. This is a damaged toy. It should have been disclosed. I'm not happy. Like, what are we going to do? He agreed to the refund um, and I returned the toy to him. And at the time I was like, listen, dude, I'll, I'll pay the postage right now. But like, I'm returning this to you. You should refund me the return postage. And he's like, yeah, sure. Just return me my toy. Now it turns out he's changed his tune. He's like, no, forget it, man. You got a great deal on the other one. So anyways, so negative feedback or no, or neutral, um, what would you guys do? I would say neutral, neutral or no, because it's a difficult situation. I mean, he's losing money on the sale now as well. So he's in a bad place already. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's a, let's put it this way. Like what constitutes a bad seller to me is if the picture, like, yes, his pictures were bad, but they weren't like horribly misleading. It's oh yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. No, it's you, you think, I, you... I took a chance on it. And the fact that no one else had bid, like it was a bid that an auction that ended on one bid mine. Uh, no one else was prepared to, to, to roll the dice and <laughs> either come up snake eyes or not. Um, so I have myself to blame partially, but like ah, he was just being a bullshy asshole, wasn't he? He was like, yeah, man, you're getting great value. Like you could make that much off just selling like the arms and the, the, the crotch. I'm like, but I don't want to, I want the toy. Anyways, um, yeah. I've, I've made up my mind and I, I mean, well, Rob, do you want to weigh in? What would you have done? Would you have hit him with some negative feedback? I, I Maybe not negative, but like neutral, you know, kind of like laying it out. Like uh, the pictures weren't the best, but I mean, it's, it's all stuff that he can improve, you know? I mean, it might've been a bit sketchy that he, he kind of realized this is the figure wasn't the best, but oh, I the think- The pictures were out uh, of focus on purpose. I'm pretty sure like yeah. he knew no, no, he sure. was wanting to mislead someone. I think, I think and, Bob puts it best in the comments. Negative feedback, only if you never buy from him again. Oh, so yeah, if you have there's no, no intention of ever buy. buying from him again, then, then yeah, like just put it out there. Like <laughs> improve your pictures, dude. Um, be honest in, in, in your, you know, in your assessment of these things. Look, well, I know the, the damage that negative feedback can do to a seller. So I kind of reserve that for someone who's really just been yeah. mean or uh, been been hasty with me and and really just like like really like pissed me yeah. off. But uh, I this mean, guy, I, I think yeah. I think he's just a, a bit I don't know, a bit combative and maybe a little bit um, of an unsophisticated kind of seller. Like he's not a practiced hand at this. He he's gonna fee feed you your own opinion. Um, and and why did I buy from a second him a second time? Well because I'm over it. And also this kind of item very seldom crops up on eBay Australia and has yeah. never come up in any of the sort of the Facebook claim sales that I see happening week to week. So maybe the, maybe it just never arrived here. Maybe this is from an international collection. Who knows? But uh, it's mine now story. for good or for bad. Well, now you have it. I mean, Ron also has a more kind of like level-headed uh, uh, response to this. Fuzzy pictures versus good deal and second chance. Perhaps just leave no feedback. Just leave <laughs> it at that. You're neither hurting him nor helping him. Yeah, that's 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 actually, that's what I was going to say as well. Like, there's no reason, like, you ordered, you got what you ordered. It wasn't like a case of, 
you got uh, ordered a snake eyes and then what you actually got was some five POA plastic thing or whatever. You know, like he didn't completely mislead you and he didn't make himself um, scarce, you know, when you wanted to complain. Like I see that a lot on the Facebook groups where people order stuff and their name and shame people. And I'm like, yo, that is hectic. I mean, I've never had to give a bad eBay review in my life before ever, but the closest I ever came was when I got my Cobra Condor and it was in uh, two plastic bags. It wasn't even like properly securely, you know, no. put in the box. Yeah, that irritated me. So that seller got four out of five stars and eBay sent me a whole bunch of questions and whatever's about that. And oh, yeah. oh, you are <laughs> wait a minute, kind. you didn't give five stars. What's going uh, on I, here? I yeah, but the thing is I'm, negative feedback twice. Um, wow. both times were when they really, really pissed me off. The first was I had won the auction and they had, oh, God. I had yes. paid for the item and they had unilaterally withdrawn it and given it to the second highest bidder because they thought that I was having it sent out of the country. When I specifically changed my shipping address to reflect a local uh, destination anyway. So that was just idiocy on their part. And I felt very butthurt that I didn't get <laughs> a Tiger Force Outback for only 30 pounds. Anyways, the second time was someone who didn't put a reserve on the auction. Um, so when I won a massive lot for like $10, they were like, no, 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 no sorry. <laughs> I'm not giving this to you for $10. I was like, really, really? Yeah, that's your fault, buddy. <laughs> that's on you oh my goodness matthew in the chats recalls that that's tiger force art back incident from my blog matt you are a true gi joe historian man that's incredible so um, an idiot <laughs> gents let's let's leave this very very fertile topic clearly uh, uh for for now we'll just leave it behind and and shift focus to a section that I'm going to start. This is a new G.I. Joe Berg. Um, well, before we get there, can I say my new thing? No, no, Paul, no. No, okay, Paul. no stuff. You can stop, stop this train. Go for it. Thank you. Yay. What motive figure did you buy this week? How does he know this stuff? Um, okay, so, uh, yeah. So, one thing I had to pick up. <laughs> was uh because they're becoming scarce in south africa now actually is ram man because at first you could find ram man everywhere but i think every motu collector in south africa has realized that they've now left ram man for the last and now they are buying them because they're becoming increasingly more difficult to find so i thankfully found one the last one i'll, ha I'll have you know in the toy shop in Krista. so i'm very happy with my ram man purchase um and it surprised me with a feature I didn't realize it had, which is pretty cool. Mm. You can link the two weapons together and you can turn it in like kind of an axe staff thing. It's madness. It's absolutely that madness. That is wild. It is Does he wild. still ram? Does he still have a feature? Yes, yes. He's got a little feature. And at least this time his legs can bend, which is also pretty rad. <gasps> so, yeah. he, can, he can ram Sacrilege. lower. He can ram low. Um, so there's Skip that. ram. And then the other thing I got was a microwave. Yay. <laughs> on the same awesome. day as buying Ram Man, I got a microwave. And um, yeah, and then I've got some very cool stuff coming over the next uh, two months. A kettle? Uh, which I'm very excited about. No, I've got the kettle already. That, we made sure we had a kettle first. That was like... An air fryer? Like, not yet. That's coming. That's um, 
Yeah, no, that's something Good I do stuff want. coming. But uh, yeah, I've got some cool stuff coming over the next uh, two months. Uh, and I've already started shooting some footage, uh, which I wanted to release earlier this week, but I really couldn't just because it's been absolutely madness. And I'm dying to open this damn toy. So it's killing me that I can't finish my footage and, and do this and release the, the, the thing. But anyway, I've got three very cool toys to open in the next uh, week that you will be able to catch in the next two weeks, which I'm very excited about sharing with everybody. And they are GI Joe related and that's all i will say um so yeah that's it that's it for me for new stuff that matters uh otherwise yes steven onwards to our new gi joburg section i'm very excited about this <laughs> okay well hopefully we can do the the, the theme tune in like three-part harmony eventually i need to coach you guys but it's like what are you playing what are you reading what are you watching yeah yeah we're, we're working on it. We'll, we'll do it next time but basically i want to rope robin because i know that he's not actively collecting any toys right now but hey it's not like he's uh stopped uh breathing Living. yeah oh <laughs> wait he's gone oh god that's hilarious robbie robbie rob Where i mean that was very you? sudden like he maybe just yanked his wi-fi cable or something oh, oh. There, he oh, is. there he is he's a, he has returned Hey, hey. Rob is Hi. back. This, this, this cable is just becoming looser and looser. It's just ridiculous. I can barely touch my computer and it'll be like, boop. No internet for you. Yeah, Hans, yes. it was a cable. Hans Child in the chat, he's like, it was a cable. Bart's like, he Ooh. pulled his cable out. MCDC, ACDC, uh, MCDJ ACDC says, chocolate ice cream with a scary face. Andrew is totally married to that uh, that handle, but um, it, did it make me snigger every time like someone like HCC788 had to say it? Because, you know, it, it takes you a little bit of a while. You kind of stumble over it a couple of times before rolls off the tongue. Uh, case in point, you did, Paul. Anyways, shall we get back on track, boys? I yes, was going yes. to say... What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you watching? What are you reading? Rob... What are you doing with your time these days, man? What am I doing with my time? I've I've kind of gotten back into Final Fantasy XIV. Um, yes! Online game. And and that's been really cool. I, I've, I've been enjoying it. I'm a bit, like, reticent to kind of do, like, group stuff. I'm still kind of, like, getting used to playing the game again. Um, but are you a level 17 elf or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my mine's actually... Well, they're essentially, like, they're, they're called Lalafels, but they're, like, tiny little people. Are you playing a Lalafell? Yes, cool. I am. They're very cute. Um, and I've unlocked all of the well, different classes. You might as well say elf, then. Come on. I was pretty No, close. that's... Just, well, there the, the are elves in, in the game, but they're called Elizen. Um, huh? But mine's like a short one. Elves are like super tall. But anyway, so I'm doing that. I'm, I'm still watching old school Star Trek. I'm watching also Deep Space Nine and The Next Generation. Um, keeping up with Rick and Morty. Uh, the episodes are kind of oh, hit yeah. and miss this season. But when they're good, they're good. But when they're bad, they're just like, eh, okay. Rick and Morty is a show that I absolutely cannot watch after, you know, a busy day of <laughs> fathering a child and then, like, you know, being horizontal on the couch. It's very dense. Like, the gag intensity on Rick and Morty is, like, I think every half second. Like, the script is dense. The visual gags are crazy. The science concepts that they try to like parody 
it's yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, it's wild. almost a little too academic for me man but i mean in, in this most recent season it's become a lot more more straightforward kind of i mean it's kind of like obvious what they're parodying so it's not as as dense i think as it has been before or maybe mm. I'm, I'm missing those or those overtones you know i'm just ram manning through these episodes essentially <laughs> i see what you're doing. I, was handed a book about the science of Rick and Morty and like Good Lord. actual science, man. They, they, yeah. Like all of the theories and, and, and the kind of the science fiction stuff that is kind of incorporated into Rick and Morty. Like every episode kind of is deeply embedded in theoretical science and I'm speaking way wow. beyond my ken, but like people have written books about the bloody animated show. Rick and Morty is the new Star Trek. I mean, they wrote, wrote tons of books about Star Trek back in the day. <laughs> That's crazy. Excellent. Paulie, what's rocking your world in the media? I just finished a game called Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's the one with the red in, right? Yes. And mm. he's actually a very cool character, old Cal Kestis. Um, I like him. I actually like him as a Jedi. I thought they did a great job. I thought the writers did a great job with that character, personally. And the game is fun. It's like, a, if you guys are, cu are curious, it's like a diet version of something like Sekiro or Dark Souls. It's a lot more forgiving than those games, but it has the same sort of challenge to it. And so the game is very focused on um, sort of on combat, on parrying. Um, and I find that, or I feel that it uses the force well, um, and it explains the force well, which I quite enjoyed. And yeah, it was just really, really great. It was kind of like the Star Wars movie I felt like I needed. Or, and, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. It's just, it's, it's just like a bit of a missing link. So I've just, I've recently finished that. That was great. It was really, really cheap on, on the PlayStation store, like 250 Rand, which I think is like $15. Um, so yeah, um, I couldn't pass it up and, um, yeah, what am I watching? Uh, this TV series called, uh, the sinner. I know it seems very like, yeah, but it's really good. It's uh, it's about a detective. It's a detective series. Um, Celia got me into it. So I've been that's what it I was about to ask Paul. Is yeah. it a couple's <laughs> viewing kind of show? No, yeah. no, no. It's something yeah, that yeah. she watched and that she's been encouraging me to watch. So I've been watching it while I've been working. Um, and it's very good. It's it's very wordy and stuff. So it's you know it's it's great. Like there's a lot. It's almost like listening to an audiobook, which is cool. And then um, perfect for leaving on in the background while you're busy doing something that has your attention. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. And then as for reading, um, I don't often sit down and read much these days. But I have been re-listening to Dune, the audiobook. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. Getting ready for the movie. Yeah, because I can't wait. Yeah, so yeah, that's me. Oh, and I finished Transformers uh, Kingdom, yes, which I thoroughly I enjoyed it myself. Paul, where were the bony boys? Mm. I was no also like, boys. where are the bony boys? There were no bony boys. I was like watching out throughout the whole movie. I was like, well, you know, they're not transforming, so they might as well give me bones. <laughs> yeah, man, it was yeah. weird as because I mean, those like bone transformer weapon kits that you can get totally needs some additional explanation and i was totally expecting to get it from the show and they yeah. never showed up you know like transformers in animation typically shows you the stuff that you need the gaps filled in on like like yeah. energy was it energy or was it armada no it was, it was armada that first introduced the minicons right and mm. 
the sort of play pattern that you got from the toys was a concept that was explained in the show. So similarly, I was expecting with the Kingdom toys, the fact that you've got these bone transformers that become weapons, I was expecting that to somehow be be a thing. And it just totally wasn't. And yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I watched Optimus Primal transform, like actually transform on screen once. <laughs> it became a bit of a running gag that like they leap out of frame in their robot modes. And then the very next cut, they leap back into frame and they're in there. <laughs> Beast modes. I mean, come on. The reason you watch Transformers animated stuff is yeah. to see the transformations. Like we would tune into Beast Wars back in the day for that reason alone, to see yeah. your toys transforming on screen. Anyways, and it was how- not a bad not a bad show. I didn't think it was um, <laughs> I I finally watched the very last <laughs> episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. So I think it was like early last year, I joined Joe Slepsky on uh, one of his episodes of Joe on Joe, um, where they were doing the rewatches of G.I. Joe Extreme, him and a guest. And I guested on one of the episodes. And as a result of that, and, and actually the reason I wanted to guest on the show is because he would then give you access to his uh, shared folder of the extreme episodes, uh, which he bought. Extreme. He bought a rip of like basically VHSs recorded from wow. the TV back in the day. Because guess what? No one has ever done a, a collection, a digital a remaster of G.I. Joe Extreme. Like this does not exist in popular culture at all. Uh, yeah. except for like dusty old VHS pirated copies. So it's, it's very old school. It's very cool. And ironically, at the end of the episodes, there was a commercial for the Beast Wars animated show. So uh, tying it back to that, that golden era. Um, and yeah, the show ended adequately. Interestingly enough, they go back to the well of the Sunbow cartoon um, and they end it with an episode that is pretty much beat for beat uh the traitor you remember when dusty turns cobra yeah okay not beat for beat it's it's a few beats less than that that was a far more complex uh tale but yeah metalhead the gi joe metalhead uh becomes an agent of skull which is interesting and then (laughs) manages to take down the whole organization from the inside um and then that that's it gi joe extreme done Madness. Uh, a bot crazy. in the chat wants to know if Duke goes into a coma. No, Lieutenant Stone has his head bandaged. So <laughs> there's a, <laughs> a weak imitation of Duke's coma. But uh, yeah, like I say, it's it's like the traitor, but uh, with a few plot beats missing. Um, and I've just been watching a show called James May's Toy Stories, which I realize is like 11 years old now. But it's oh my James, James May from from uh, Top Gear, uh, probably at the height of his popularity, had this side show called Toy Stories where they do focuses on classic toy properties. Um, and the first episode was Airfix Model Kits, uh, in which he has a bunch of 13-year-olds building a one-to-one scale Spitfire kit, which he has custom made out of fiberglass. Hmm. Any hooch. The point of the story 
this episode had me laughing my head off for about five minutes when James May, who had gone to these kind of, I don't know, these uh, aircraft replica manufacturers, and he's kind of poking his head into one of the fuselages, and clearly there's a South African on the, the construction team because <laughs> there's a very rude, very specifically South African word scrawled on the inside of this fuselage. <laughs> and... James's production team evidently were completely oblivious to the fact that they've got Captain Slow peering into this cockpit, talking, you know, his typical chipper British well-spoken um, monologues. And meanwhile, he's effectively got the South African equivalent of the sea bomb like right under his head. I lucked my brew. I lucked my head off. Anyways, that's me up to speed on what I've been watching this week past. Paul, do you want to play a game or do you want to see a toy? Hmm. I know. Or... Tough, tough question. I want to see a toy. Let's see this toy. Whoosh. What oh, is that? Yes. Okay, is this is the G.I. Joe Furai Snake Eyes model kit. Now, what is everyone's opinion on building G.I. Joe model kits? That's a model kit? That yeah. is a model kit, Rob, my man. That's wild. I think that could so, be quite cool. Because, I mean, depending on the company, it would probably be like building um, Gundams. Gundam kits. Yeah, so it's Furai models. It's Flame Toys. They do the Transformer yeah. models. I don't know if you've seen them. At all. And is it mold? Is that plastic color, or is yes. it painted? Okay, no, because the surface color. of it is so high gloss that um, I mean, it looks like a finished toy. You know how Gundam model kits, like you can leave them unpainted if you are yeah. me and have no skill, uh, <laughs> or you can really like go ballistic with them and, and, and have a really beautiful result with like all the. Borders. Like Paul does. But oh. these four eye model kits do appear to not invite painting because they are I mean well, the plastic color is so great. Black. <laughs> so there there's a dark gray uh plastic used as well. In fact I'd say they're multiple tones of gray, so you're looking at quite a few different runners of parts. But yeah, so Paul, tell me. I I'm excited at the concept of G.I. Joe model kits. Um, I'll, I'll say I'm more amped for the for vehicles when they do them. I'd actually be even more excited if they were doing scaled vehicles, like a, a really high detailed vamp or something as a model kit. I'd absolutely kill for something like that. But um, this Snake Eyes is cool. Uh, but there's another one uh, that BBTS hasn't displayed yet. It's the Katakuri or something version. And it's like super cyber. It's like Snake Eyes, but he's like cybered up. Uh, it just it's kind of like the way I've drawn our avatar on the Facebook page. Um, and that appeals to me a lot more. Like I'm more excited about building that kit because I can really get into there. So like as a builder, what doesn't appeal to me about this is that there's nothing I can do to this figure that would make it better than what you're kind of seeing here now. Like out of the box, <laughs> this is a pretty good looking toy and, i mean and to most gi joe toy fans that is actually a turn on like the fact that you aren't having to obsess and and ocd yourself to sleep every night like thinking oh man maybe i could improve upon this kit no 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 this is ready to play with which is appealing in my books 
Yeah, it, I mean, there's there's that side of it totally, and and um, that's why I think they were smart to release this one um, first. I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking forward to the other one because I get to to really have fun with the colors there. I get to do a little bit of weathering. The problem is, is on a figure like Snake Eyes, like especially on this, your weathering is limited to your weapons and your gear and whatever's, and so that's that's where a lot of the appeal sort of falls away for me. Uh, it seems like they've weathered the blade already. Like it's got a silver box. paint. Mm. By by the looks of it, it looks like they've hit it with some paint. Which which mm. is what something which is something that they did with the Transformers toys as well. The Transformers kits. They've Seems already like got a the... lot of value for forty five dollars, which is what BBTS is uh, pre ordering them at. Yeah, so that's like the standard price for those flame toys kits. Yeah, they're okay. generally between thirty five and forty five dollars. I think it's pretty cool. I I think it's it's a rad thing. It's rad that it's happening. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw. There's a motorbike as well that you can buy as a kit. And the speed cycle. And then it's a, yeah, no, yeah. I think it could oh. be that. Could be called that. But they've done a, an actual motorbike vehicle that you build as a kit, and then it's compatible with the Snake Eyes. So that's exciting. Rob, you know. as someone who enjoyed Gundam kits back in the day, would you endorse a product like this? I think it could be fun. Bucks? I mean, that's like seven hundred rand. I think I think that's pretty decent. I mean, that's that's about the price that we sell uh, Gundams in our store for, on average. Mm. Um, and depending on the scaling, I mean, it could be quite cool. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's interesting to kind of build a, a character, a person instead of a robot. Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's the only thing. It's kind of like it's a bit like a bit weird because then obviously when it's finished, it's a toy. And then the toy is out of scale with its, with you know everything else. Well, look, it's well, nothing. You know, everything else at iron. Star Wars had uh, like stormtroopers and you could build a oh, Darth You you enjoyed those a bit, Paul? Um, yeah, you could switch them out with Gundam heads. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make up a five point two inches tall figure, so it's not going to scale with your classified guys. Sadly, it's going to yeah. be just a little too short. He'll just That's have to sit with. With with the Gundam kits, I suppose you know. It seems like, like it sits robot. in with the. <laughs> it's, it seems like scale wise, it sits in with the um, Figma series of toys. So like, if you are somebody that's been collecting like Figma stuff, like Solid Snake or whatever's, then I think it's going to fit in nicely with that scale. Although it's a bit too soon to say. I'd have to see it in hand to see if it, if its proportions sort of line up with that scale as well. But yeah, that's pretty cool. If you're if you're like a Figma collector, then that's pretty good. It's kind of the middle point, you know, between having a modern era Joe and a classified Joe, I suppose. So. And Paul, there you wanted to have a look at the speed cycle. I'm sharing it on the YouTube version right now. It's a, it's a beast. My goodness. It's red. It's cool it, well, black with red accents. It's got the Hiroshi Kage right low on the on the chassis. Um, yeah, the mag, the mag wheels are in red, of course. Um, mm. it's, it's pretty. It's a hell of a beast, though. Oh, yeah, and I wonder oh, about that. And you can build. arm it. You can put uh, yeah. some machine guns on the side. Fantastic. And it looks like uh, Snake Eyes is fully compatible. There's a place to store his sword sheaths. Um, there's a stand that looks like, you know, like a workshop stand. Uh, nice. And the retail on that, ladies and gentlemen, also $44.99 from BBTS. So... Not a bad one-two combo for a hundred dollars. Mm. Mm. Does the bike look a bit thin? 
I don't know. I, I mean, what what do like power bikes look like? <laughs> uh, you know, as somebody who built um, super bikes when I was younger as model kits, not the real ones, um, I can say that it is a little bit thinner, but that is to accommodate the figure um, because the originals are, are fat boys, you know, like mm. they got, yeah, and, and to make a like figure, huge. Yeah, and they would have to go the extra mile. Like, for example, if they wanted to give this bike like a proper, uh, should I say, chubbiness to it, uh, then you would have to do a thing on the model kit where you take out the inner thighs, you know, where you replace a part on the inner thighs so that it fits on the bike properly. And I uh, think that would take away a lot of the fun, personally. So You just want to pop him on there and let him, let him ride whenever he wants to. Exactly. Um, and Hans Charles says, not having a silver mirage scheme is a missed opportunity if you don't paint. Yes, I agree. I think uh, <laughs> because it does kind of have a silver mirage aesthetic to it. Um, and But you could paint it up like that. I mean, that's a... That's a metal flak. I mean, you could even buy, just to do it up quickly, you could buy the um, Tamiya. There's like a stainless, no, not stainless steel. There's like a brushed aluminum or metallic silver or whatever you could use for that, uh, which is specifically for the super bikes. I think the R1 uh, has that color scheme. They've got a spray paint that is exactly that color scheme, which would work well for the Mirage. Anyway, If you I'm are modifying the Furai speed cycle to be a silver Mirage, this is just another sad case of like having to sand away the Arashikage badge. Like, I understand that branding is cool, is important, and like the, the hexagram is a cool symbol. It's a great graphic, but it's always going to come back to haunt me that this is a ninja clan. This is a secret organization. They do mm. not need put it on their bikes and cars and like shoulders. Oh man. Anyways, I, I, I think I understand that's just that also a toy allowance, obviously. And also like on the one hand, you've got like visual appeal of like having a pop of color, like snake eyes would be all black. This movie version, if it wasn't for just a, a splash of red on the Arashikage logo. But yeah, <laughs> I, I find myself more often than not wanting to remove these personally. Mm -hmm. So this would be another instance where if you want to make it a silver mirage, that's your kind of your first step. You've got to take out the sandpaper and maybe it's a licensing or thing. Or something. Yeah. Maybe it's a Either licensing way. thing where they need to they have to put something on there to make it stand out from a generic vehicle. Mm, totally. Yeah. And this being a slightly smaller scaled bike and being a street bike it's probably going to look quite a bit smaller than the the ram that's coming with breaker in the classified mm. series that's my guess but that works in my mind like a street bike should be smaller than than whatever the ram is <laughs> even <laughs> even though it looks like you know super futuristic tank bike <laughs> tech bike yeah exactly <laughs> and i mean if you looked at the 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 bike is it the coil cycle that came with baroness whatever it is that thing was like monstrous. It was mm. like something you'd expect to see in Final Fantasy. <laughs> or at the very least, something Batman would drive if it was black. Um, so yes, uh, these bikes and scaling's all over the place. But hey, dial the clocks back 30 years and we absolutely loved the Cobra Ferrets. And that's a pretty beastly quad, isn't it? Yeah. Another mm -hmm. bike tank. <laughs> well, it's a tank killer, man. The original sticker has like a tank sort of etched and like the, mm. the kill markings. So clearly like the 
the humble ferret is designed with one purpose in mind, and that's to blow holes in Kill tanks. Yeah. yeah. Watch out, <laughs> my bad. Um, gents, let's shift it along, shall we? Welcome. Okay, cool. So um, I've been playing around with this concept for a while, and um, what's going to happen now is I'm going to put you guys into Bergforce Battles. It's kind of a role-playing slash card game that I've sort of been playing around with, um, and I'm using G.I. Joe as the vehicle for it. Um, and with it being used of a G.I. Joe card game or board game or something coming out, uh, I was a little bit kicked in the pants to sort of get this out and, you know, just for us to have fun with it, because this is something I used to have a lot of fun with when I was a kid with my toys. So I'm going to share my screen um, and I'm going to make that full screen. Cool. So you guys should all be able to see. So what will happen is I'm going to be playing um, the, I'm going to be the, the games master, um, can't use dungeon master. I'm sure that's copyrighted. And yeah, so uh, I'm going to brief you guys as we go through it. Um, and if you have questions, ask me questions, because this is very much a tester. It is very loose. There's a lot of stuff here that might be broken. Um, game balance might not be 100%. And every bit of art on this with the, uh, is pretty much um, placeholder art, which I've sourced from various free sites, um, some not so free. Um, and also, <laughs> there are some images here that are courtesy of 3D Joes. Um, but you know, if you guys want to check out those, uh, the coolness of GI Joe, go and check out 3D Joes. So at least they get a bit of an ad, ad plugin from that. But anyway, here we go. So what happens is, uh, under normal circumstances, I would shuffle an environment deck and I would bring it out, and then you would have a random environment uh, to play in. So the environment you're in now is the swamp. Dun dun dun. And means, yeah. So what that means is, uh, all wheeled vehicles lose three movement. All boots on the ground lose two to movement, which means it's harder for you to evade an attack. This game does require a 20-sided dice. I have got a digital one sitting here on <laughs> Google. Um, the, the stats. Cool. So, just so, so everyone knows, Rob and I had no idea what we were getting ourselves into tonight. This is, we've been blindsided. We expect a podcast. We're now playing a role-playing game. Hey, yeah. it's been a while. And what I'm going to totally do is, um, as we go through this, I'm going to give some of these cards sneakishly to our Bergforce members so that they can also start playing interference in the game. That's where the sort of random aspect of the role-playing comes in. So that's going to be exciting. So uh, first up, let's go. Um, Scoop and Shockwave uh, are <laughs> that's us. in that's in the, they're in the swamp. And uh, they've heard that there's some kind of enemy presence here, so they've been sent to investigate. I don't know why specifically Scoop and Shockwave, but, you know, it's our podcast and we can do what we want. So... <laughs> um, so just to get into the stats of the cards quickly, and just so you understand the card. So this is a hero card. This is, uh, so you'll be playing as a character. Um, he is a gunner, and a gunner will always get plus one to firepower when you are in and cover. And this is Shockwave, just for our, our podcast listeners. That's correct. Yeah, so looking at Shockwave, so the gunner gets plus one to firepower in cover. That's this here, which is your attack. Sorry, it's meant to be called attack. I've been... Yeah, um, he can fire from any position. That means that you can fire straight from being a loose card on the board, like he is now currently, or you can uh, go into cover and fire out of cover. This is important because some characters can't actually fire out of cover. And he adds plus one, uh, plus one to a vehicle's attack firepower 
if he's added in the gunner position. So if he was in the gunning position of a warthog, he would add plus one to the vehicle's attack. Cool. His special skills are he can mount to enemy cover to flush enemies out. So you will you could put this card onto cover if there's enemy there and you would kick them all out, which would make them more vulnerable because they'd lose their stats. And he adds two points to armor when attached to any viper, trooper, or leader. Okay, so that's a whoopsie. Um, that's just because I've been making the cards and I made the viper first. But um, basically, he would if you squad up with him, uh, if you put two cards together, you can squad up. Um, and then it will add two points to both of their armor stats, uh, to their defense. So they both get 62 as opposed to just having 60. But that will change as I'm playing around with things. Like I said, there's some stuff that's broken. Uh, we're going to have a look at Scoop quickly. This is important for now because uh, as I introduce you guys to things, it will... Scoop's a gunner? Oh, please. Yeah, I saw... He just got, <laughs> I made a... He's a piss taker, Paul. You weren't around back in the day, but let me tell you, man, <laughs> like Alistair would get so pissed off with Rob every time he selected Scoop because he's like, no, we're going on a mission. You're bringing a camera. Like Alistair literally was the cliche on Scoop's file card that like when he's on the mission with the Joes, everyone's like, like on his case. Like, why? Why are you here? And he's here to crack jokes, ladies and gentlemen. That is his purpose. That's the whole point. That's to why take that piss. So yeah, Gunner <laughs> is not accurate. Piss taker, that's the one. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably had to, you know, streamline things a little bit. I've had, to, I've had to create. Yeah, I've had to create a class of characters. So he's a gunner. Um, it's not so true. It's reality. Again, he gets plus one to firepower in cover and plus one to vehicle attack. Have added to a gunner position. And he can fire from any position, uh, so from cover or loose on the board. Um, but his skills are unique. He's got battlefield analysis. Uh, he can, uh, as a player, you can target an enemy. Instead of attacking an enemy, you can target them. And that enemy will lose three movement during the turn, which is a great strategy because you could target, um, Scoop could target an enemy, and it makes it harder for the enemy to dodge shockwaves shots. So that's cool. Um, and then, yeah. Scoop shot. No, uh, scoop won't shoot. So scoop, uh, when you use that, uh, uh, yeah. So when you use a skill, you have to choose what you do. You either use a skill or you use an attack or you do a movement. Um, so movement is uh, movement is any like going from no cover to cover, and then going from cover to cover. So that's may I movement. just say that from a design perspective? Now I know there's a, a deck building a GI Joe card game in the works, but from from a design perspective. I find having the actual figures pictured so much more appealing, even though that they're, they're just in front of a, a blank background on your cards. I'm really loving this presentation. And that's not a knock against the excellent artists that they've tapped for this deck building game. But I'm like, personally, what really tickles my, my fandom is to have the toys. Just <laughs> give me a cool dio shot of the toys, like individually, like mug shotted like this. Perfect. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> it was more okay, so, so how the game flow is going to go is um, you've got your environment into play and you've got your heroes into play. Um, your first turn is um, nothing for now. Normally what I'll do is you would draw cards to get equipment uh, if you or to attach skills to your characters, but not today. I don't have them loaded up yet. This is where the audience members would come in. Um, so what happens is now I'm going to take you through the story. You guys have both been put into 
this area, you're doing reconnaissance to try and find um, uh, the presence of the enemy. And uh, you hear something. And yeah, so normally what we would do in a role-playing situation is I would say, roll for perception or something like that. And then we would roll and then you would spot this guy, a viper. So now we've got oh a viper goodness. in play. Okay, so the viper, um, so you guys, just so you know, he's a gunner just like you. He's got 20 health, he's got five movement, and he's got um, three attack. Cool, so you spot him. Um, uh, oh, and then you, these stars are for experience points, but we'll get into that as I evolve things. Anyway, cool, so you guys see a viper. He hasn't seen you yet. What do you do? Who wants to go first? Well, uh, I do have the, the firepower, but we're both gunners, so I Knock mean, him out. <laughs> kill him out. You want to attack him? Okay, cool. So let's see. I've got a D twenty here. I've got a D ten. Sorry. What What are all options? D... What What are the alternatives to attacking? Okay, can so you can observe him <laughs> without yeah, camera. Yeah, so if Rob wants to, Rob can place. do. Yeah, Rob can do a battlefield analysis, and then he will lose movement. And, and he won't even this? realize that he'll be like, I feel like I'm being watched. Watched. I'm really self-conscious right now. I better move <laughs> slow. So what will happen is if, if Steve, for example, uh, so Rob, um, you would roll your battlefield analysis. Um, I need to actually create a proper stat skill, but let's say you have to roll between uh, one and five to get it. So I'm going to roll for you. Rob rolls analysis. Yeah, he gets a five. Cool. The analysis is a bonus. <laughs> Shame, the poor Viper is now locked. He cannot move. He's got two to his stats now, as opposed to five. Um, and he's going to return fire. So I'm going to roll him. He has to get between one and three to actually hit you. Let's roll. Oh, he botched it. He missed, uh, missed you completely, which messes up his turn. What do you guys want to do next? And Scoop's only wearing bright yellow. Come on, Viper. <laughs> right. you, need, you need to get that <laughs> faceplate checked. <laughs> It's hot quit, quit, humid in the swamp. Quit trying <laughs> to wear those goggles, man. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, now his goose is cooked. He's a sitting duck. It's time to take him out with my suppressed nine mil. Cool. Okay, let's see. You hit him with... Um, you also have to roll up to three to make sure your attack wins, so let's see. Can, can I sneak on him? Like, is there a more surreptitious the, way of getting this guy? Is a, because... Well, technically, you are doing that. You're sneaking in on him to shoot at him. Yeah, the so, cameraman in yellow is drawing his fire. So you've rolled one out of, uh, out of three, so you had to roll between one and three to hit him. You've hit him for three damage, so he's lost 20, 19, 18, so he's got 17 HP left. Um... Technically, I should have rolled his stats to protect him. Um, so I should have rolled. He's got two movement stats. Uh, but let's just theoretically roll. If he and gets then is this, is this comic two, continuity or is this uh, cartoon continuity? Because like we might have to take him prisoner. Like, oh, we, can't right. kill, we can't kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, what you've done is you've hit him. So now it's the character phase. Okay, so now what he's going to do is uh, something's come into the board. Uh, something's coming into the play now. Hold on. It is. Uh oh. Another viper has come into play. <sighs> yeah, the, I'm playing another viper, and I've drawn a very cool cover card. Yeah, we've got mm. cover. Uh oh. So what happens is, um, so cover works like this. All attached units will get plus one movement while in cover, which means that it can evade your shots better. And all attached units will get 
plus four defense. So their, def their defensive skill will go up. Um, they will get four HP um, on top of that. And then if you're looking at the cabin, it's a swamp cabin for the, our listeners. Uh, you've got five, five, and five. These are your armor points. So you guys as players can uh, specifically attack these points. If you damage one point, uh, if you damage them, um, it will lose, obviously it loses its total. If you damage, if you manage to hit the critical and damage it, then you can actually destroy its movement. You can take away all of its stats. So if you hit the critical point, it will lose all of, all the attached guys will lose their bonuses. They will lose cover and they will lose uh, any movement bonuses offered to them by the cover. So what I happens a is... bad feeling about a swamp in... Cool. Uh, about a shack in a swamp, dude. That's, that's... <laughs> you should do. So yeah. uh, is there some holography in play? And also, yeah. we're dealing with vipers, and I've got Scoop beside me. Like, is there going to be a situation where, like, Scoop is like, hold on, I'm a crimson god. And he goes over <laughs> the and the, the viper turns around. He's like, my name's Felix. Felix Stratton. Felix Stratton. You can call me Mercer. <laughs> yeah, this so, could get very okay. interesting. So now this Viper, who was low on stats, he's jumped in to cover. Okay, so mm. cover is interesting because as soon as you jump to cover, you can fire. So he's going to make a, a... No, a lie. He can't. He's gone into cover, which means he is baking in there, which means the other Viper that's come into play, he's going to attack Scoop. No. Good luck, Robert. Let's see. He has to roll up to three. Oh, he botched it. He missed the scoop completely. Okay, so he can't attack anymore. Um, and enemy turn is over. And you guys, let's see. I should have one more thing that should pop in. Um, and you guys get awarded some cover. Uh, you guys discover cover as well. Oof, the cover has been played for you too. Fight okay. smart, boys. Fight smart. Now... Does the Viper's weapon, is that somehow stacked a bit higher like than what we've got? Because it's a better gun. Let's let's be brutally honest here. I would like to get into stuff like that. Um, so what that'll be in future, that'll be an additional card. Okay. Um, okay, so that'll be like, so what I want, to, not what I want to do, but I just want to plan as we're planning the gameplay balance. I want to do it that if you kill a Viper, you can attach his card to you, and then you have what? a Viper gun, which upgrades your gun. Ooh, so, excellent. Yeah. Always been cool. meaning so, to test drive one of those puppies. One for each hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go over your skills quickly because I'm still coaching you um, on how to play. Is um, uh, you've now Choir boy. That, that would be my primary skill. <laughs> choir boy. Okay, so... Uh, sleep. <laughs> Okay, so you guys, your options are at this point, this is a movement phase. So in a movement phase, you can either move into cover or you can join together to create a squad. Okay, that's the one thing you can do. Um, another thing you can do in your movement phase, uh, Shockwave has got a skill. Um, and his skill is he can mount to enemy cover to flush enemies out. So what that, that essentially means is on this turn, you can actually jump yourself onto this cover um, and then you can flush this Viper out if you feel like his um, stats are too high. Um, also, one thing to mention, you'll see there's a number here. It's a number four. That means this can house up to four different guys at a time. Your cover here can house up to two. So that means you guys can also both stack your cards into the cover as well, which will give you guys bonuses like 
um, you'll get plus two defense for you guys. And that's about it because it's a tree. <laughs> if it's, no, <laughs> it's well, a if, big tree. If Robin, or if Scoop and I can flush the Viper from the shack, do we then get to inherit the cover? Uh, yeah. So that's that's actually a good question. Should you inherit the cover? Yeah, actually, you should be able Thank to because there's only one Viper. Uh, yeah, you should be able to flush it out. Yeah. Well, if Scoop <laughs> is a decent enough backup through the door, I think taking the fight to a, an internal uh, environment is kind of Shockwave's MO. Uh, mm -hmm. All this running around a bloody swamp is not not suiting either of us. So let's get into that shack, um, toss in some some flashbangs okay. and flush, flush out that Viper and cool. uh, take it over. Viper's been flushed out of cover. You have been moved into Excellent. cover. And uh, there we go. Viper is into that. Okay, and Good. Viper is now I got some on. decent cover, man. Damn. Cool. And you get a stance boost, a boost as well, because now that you're in cover, you get uh, you now have four to your movement, which is also your uh, evasion, and you get plus four to your defense. So you're now on sixty-four as opposed to just sixty. And Six. yeah, what is what does cool. Scoop get? Unless Scoop actively says he wants <laughs> to move into that cover, he can. Unless, of course, so now the next thing is what does Scoop want to do? Jeez, two-man fire team at least. I didn't want to go solo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's, I should definitely join you in there. It feels like it will give us a really good advantage to actually be in cover. Okay, uh, good. Where there are two Vipers, there's got to be some kind of vehicular support. We need... <laughs> we need cover. Okay. Yeah, cool. Better than a okay, damn so tree. Well. Jeez, Paul, you made a card for a tree. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, there was also a big rock, but I just I didn't finish in time. <laughs> okay, so um, you guys have taken cover, which means your movement phase is over, and taking cover does actually um, uh, stop. You can't do any attacks or anything. So now what happens is... I just want to keep the environment card there the whole time. Okay, so now what happens is the it's the enemy turn. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, cool. So I draw my Before cards. that, I just want to show some love to the participation in the comments. We've got great shouts for a surprise attack by Crocmaster and then a great retaliation by Muskrat rising out of the swamp and shotgun <laughs> blasting those vipers. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Cobra More Hydrofoil showing up and just riddling us all. So, yeah, no, the, the options are limitless. This really does become like a wonderful free-for-all. Uh, but anyways, cool. back back to the plots at hand. What have these vipers got in store for us, Paulie? Sweet. Okay, so I've drawn a card. Oh, lucky me. I've got a water moccasin. Dun, oh. dun, dun. <laughs> it's been brought into play. Cool. Um, this viper... Those 2030s will pepper us, brother. Yeah, so what happens is this viper is going to mount the vehicle, which means he's going to get... Um, and he's going to uh, mount as a gunner. Actually, this is how this is supposed to work. Let me just grab this card quickly sorry there we go he's going to mount himself as the gunner which mm -hmm. means the, when a gunner is the, attacked the, mo the moccasin gets plus four to its attack which means it now has a, a, a nine to its attack on top nice. of the fact that it now gets a plus one as well so it actually has 10 for attack now okay. um because the the viper is now the gunner the only thing I mean, is if you got really detailed man like it it would affect the direction from which you can attack like it can vector its uh, its firepower only if it's got someone in the turret. Because yeah, otherwise so, so, it has to just fire yes. sort of center line. 
So that mm. is a that is a consideration um, oh. because you'll see that with other vehicles that have weapons at the back, for example, having a gunner at the back actually improves its defense as well. Stun. Yeah, boy. Right. Cool. Okay, uh, so that viper picking up what you're putting down. Mm. <laughs> cool. Uh, this viper takes some pot shots at your cover because now he's attacking. So he's going to try and attack the critical. So I'm just going to roll for him. He has Scoop. to get between. Get down. Yes. He has to get between one and three. The uh, benefit of cover, guys, is that if somebody attacks uh, attacks you guys in cover, it doesn't matter if I want to attack Scoop or Shockwave. Um, the cover will always take the damage, but then it will take the five on the sides. So on the five here where Shockwave is, if I attack Shockwave, um, the cover will take the damage before Shockwave does. And the same nice. for Scoop. If I attack the actual cover, which is the critical here, um, I can actually destroy the cover. So I'm going to try and go for broke and destroy the cover. So let's see. I've got to roll uh, at least uh, anything between one and three. I roll. Oh, I get a six. I botch it. Oh, man. damn it. You should have used your grenade launcher, man. Hey. Damn. So cool. So now uh, now it's your player turn again. So yeah, now you guys are in a, in a, in a position to attack and do whatever you need to do. Uh, but I think uh, it's your go, isn't it, Scoop? I think so. Maybe we should. Ooh. You guys, yeah. either one of you. Can Maybe go we should first. film Doesn't something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm filming the whole time. I'm getting this all, all, all in for 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 afterward intel. Uh, maybe we should shoot at that that viper again. Before before I don't know which which one. Can we put some holes in the boat, or is it zipping? Oh, you can totally put holes in the boat. Yeah, you can totally. I, I don't think we've got. I don't think we've got a weapon that can adequately deal with a, a moccasin. Doesn't matter. You've got a weapon. It's okay. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to shoot out the the guy in the turret. I mean, shoot he's out sticking out like a like a nice blue okay. sore thumb with a, a silver silver target right in the front. Okay, cool. So you're gonna shoot for. Okay, so I'm gonna roll for you. Um, you get a five, and let's just see. You should have a plus. No, yeah, sorry, you missed the it, you, your shots. You don't. You didn't hit anything critical. The moccasin lives again. Rob, what do you want to do? Serves me right trying to hit a moving target with the spray and pray submachine gun of mine. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll try and shoot it too. Why not? See what happens. You're even cool. worse okay. armed. Let's see. <laughs> Rolling. Rob gets it. Rob does three hey. damage to to the water moccasin on the right. Wow. So now it has a total of 60, 59, 58. It has 57 HP left and it has 18 on the <laughs> that side. Is wow. We're going to be here for a long time. Uh, Don't <laughs> worry. I'm, uh, I'm going to bring something in that's going to jostle everything. So cool. Anyway, Viper turn now. Cool. Sweet. I draw my card. Uh oh. <laughs> okay like, let me yeah let me be fair uh oh who have I drawn Crocmaster oh, oh. Crocmaster is a leader okay so what Crocmaster does um, so Crocs. bad guys have leaders they don't have heroes so he can move between cover and attack in cover once per turn which means he can move and attack at the same time he, put, he gets put into cover can move freely into any cover. He can move into cover that's occupied by you or by me. Cannot attack when not in cover. So that's the one thing. I cannot attack you guys. I can only attack you if I'm in the cover. Okay. And he's a squad leader. So squad leader, attached vipers or troopers take armor damage before he does. So I can take a lackey 
to protect him. Okay, I actually suppose I should mention that I can't move the lackey and him into cover at the same time. So what I'm mm. going to do is I'm going to move my my Cobra infantry and attach it to him. Okay, and cool. And then that means that plus one to firepower and cover, plus one to vehicle attack added, adds two points to armor when attached to any Viper trooper or leader. Okay, so he's been attached to a loop, uh, leader, which means he my leader gets 62. He also takes the damage instead of Croc Master. So I want to bring that into play. And then my watermark, <laughs> my gunner on the water moccasin is going to try and attack your uh geez let's say let's see let, let me try to attack oh i don't know who's the most dangerous here because oh shockwave can get me out of cover but scoop can lock me hmm okay let's see i'm going to attack the cover let's see what happens okay so uh that means that i am attacking worth essentially Two point, uh, one point to vehicle stats. Cool, which means I'm attacking with six and it's got a gunner. So yeah, I'm, I'm attacking. I've just got to roll within 10. <laughs> Easy. Nine, I hit you. Sweet, okay. Game over, man, now, game over. Yeah, so now I'm going to roll the defense for the cover. Don't uh, go to the light. I've got to hit a one for it to evade. So let's see. Um, okay, it misses the evade, which means it takes... 10 damage so i destroyed this piece of cover and uh, which means 10 damage goes over to rob so rob take or scoop takes uh five damage so he's sitting on 55. yeah cool. yeah splash cool. damage splash mm, damage brother. you're gonna add a new color to that uh, yellow jumpsuit Red. <laughs> enemy turn is now over um uh cool um and if Croc Master showed up, like all of a sudden it's not safe to go into the water. Cause... It's not safe to be in cover, technically. Did, well, did, <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I mean, isn't it in, is somehow assumed that a Shock, a shock, shock Master, that's uh, it's, it's our love child, um, <laughs> if Croc, croc Master's entered the fray, all of a sudden aren't the waters infested with Crocs? Uh, technically, yeah. So, or, or, or is he like some kind of Viper commander in this situation, and he's kind of not Croc Master in speciality? Like he, he's Croc Master yeah. in name and not function. Yeah. So that what'll what I want to do. That's why I'm playing testing this with you guys because that's the kind of feedback that helps a lot. Because that's something I wanted to do, uh, but I was worried about overcomplicating the stats and what it was for. Sure. Yeah, so what I, but like in, in this case, he should actually have a water drop on his card, which means he doesn't get affected by swamp terrain or water terrain. He's natural in there. Um, and mm. I didn't finish the card in time, but he also has croc crocodiles. I've got alligators and crocodiles for him. Well, okay, uh, yeah. Scoop, we're going to get chewed up if we stay put. Unfortunately, we, we got we to gotta create some misdirection. Do you have any smoke grenades or anything in that? I can film them. <laughs> you can film them. Yeah, you got you can film. Dude, don't don't take away from your filming, hey, because in no, your no, space, sure. yeah, like that thing is actually a very powerful thing because it also works on it works on vehicles as well. Remember, you're seeing the weakness in the vehicle. So oh, you can yeah. slow the vehicle down and make it easier for Shockwave to shoot it. Exactly. Hell yeah, maybe um, we should do that. I don't know. It's a tough yeah. decision. Okay, well, I'm, 
I, I think Shockwave's backpack is large enough to just have a cornucopia of goodies. I say we pop smoke and uh, retreat to a, a more hidden location. Okay, so you uh, want to yeah. move from Jump so you want to move from cover to cover, hey? Yeah, I, what is that tree still available? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, that, that tree you didn't like earlier. Well, <laughs> hey, real good now. Regaining the elements of surprise is what I'm what I'm trying to get at now. So the cool thing about um, okay, so you move from cover to cover, which is great. Um, that protects you, and it also makes it that I have to now focus on two different things to attack, so I can't just focus on the one thing. Rob, technically, uh, yeah. I didn't mean you... to leave him behind, but okay. Well, technically, you haven't left him behind. It's just that that part of the cover is damaged. So if anybody attacks that side now, they're going to attack Scoop exclusively, unless they go for the cover. It's also fair to know that if you destroy cover, the cover is gone, which means the enemy can't use it either. That also well, does. That also means you guys can also attack cover if you want to. Not to poke holes in the. Not to poke holes in the the mechanic. I mean, I know I'm being absolutely awful about that, Paul. <laughs> You're doing no, it damn dude, that's what I'm, I want. I'm like, it's just play testing. Yeah, 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 yeah I want to yeah. play. I want to play. But uh, wouldn't I mean, Joe's? Wouldn't they move together? Like, unless um, you snake yes. eyes, you're gonna like yes, solo. If you guys it. decided, if we if were squad, if you squatted yourself up, yes. Oh shit! Yeah. Did we need to do that? That is a thing we we would have had. That to is do. a that is a movement thing. So you've already right. moved to cover, so you guys can't move to uh, move into a squad. If you guys move together, if you guys squad up, then you guys can move together. And you Damn it, man! I don't know the yeah. rules of life. <laughs> Shock! Oh, well, you're learning, dude. It's cool, man. <laughs> I'm okay. So you guys, have, uh, Rob, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna try and attack from cover, bro? I think that's probably a better option. I think. Oh yeah, so you we get split plus up one. Now. Oh, that's the other thing. Sorry, I keep forgetting to to do this. But um, you get plus one. So let me uh, roll for you. If you get up to four, oh well, never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Shot Actually, goes question. wild. Who do you want to attack? Do you want to? Attack oh, I would probably Rockmaster? attack the. I'd probably attack the boat. I mean, the boat seems like the, the okay, biggest cool. threat still. Okay, sweet. I'm gonna roll. Okay, you rolled seven, so unfortunately you missed the boat. It was wild. <laughs> goes wild. <Not> wide. <laughs> wide. Shot goes wide. Cool. I get to draw in a card. I draw. Um, oh, pretty Andrew disappeared. He would have loved this one. <laughs> I can guess. Copperhead. Ooh. Okay. We are so really going... getting outnumbered now. We should now, never. I know Copperhead's always synonymous with the water moccasin, but like. The file card makes it seem like, you know, he's not exclusively a boat driver. This guy loves anything with an engine. Like, I think Copperhead yeah. should also have, like, an assigned terrestrial vehicle. A big old truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all Copperheads, all of Copperhead's stats get plus two when attached to a water vehicle. Will survive oh. vehicle destruction undamaged. So, just so you guys know, if you destroy a vehicle... <laughs> Um, it does damage to everybody attached to it. Um, you can actually kill somebody if they're connected to it. I'll roll except, for that. Except Copperhead, who always except deploys Copperhead will survive. He's a vehicle driver. He's a driver. That's his skill. So he, he will survive a vehicle being destroyed. Um, he adds four to all vehicle stats when attached to a water-based vehicle. So in this case, this vehicle's already capped. Um, but that's just for today's play session. Um, but this vehicle's already capped at... Um, 10 for damage 
So yeah, so now it gets an additional four for movement. So woohoo, it's going to be harder to hit now. Um, and yeah, cool, sweet. So he mm -hmm. does that. And Crocmaster is going to do something very sneaky now. He can, he's going to move into this cover now and he can attack at the same time. Oh um, man, I left yes. the camera guy to deal with a close quarters altercation. <laughs> Could I at least have left you my, my giant like axe of a knife? Okay, so one thing, this was supposed to be on here and it isn't on here. I don't know what happened to it. But the, the scary thing about a stalker is a stalker. <laughs> FYI, yeah. Croc, Croc Master's character class is stalker. That, that's that's going to get a little confusing. But you know what? It occurs to me. Um, there's stalker no is ways... a gunner. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no ways that Hasbro's going to, at least not in mass media, use the code name Stalker. Like, yeah. like I think that's probably why we got a Wines brother playing Ripcord in Rise of Cobra. Because, yeah. like, of course we want to see Stalker. But the name to a, an uninitiated audience member is going to sound, you know distasteful should we say really the, that, that, that word has taken on a new meaning um in recent decades so quick fire yeah. topic to everyone and everyone in the chats and everyone commenting on this video uh and podcast later into the future um what would be a great alternative code name for stalker same character but give us a code name that gives us the vibe of stalker without sounding like a stalker I'll let that one simmer Warm. for a while. Anyways, yeah, let's carry on with the game. Comment. Cool. Okay, so Croc Master comes into your uh, cover. And sorry about this. He is meant to actually have a one stat. And his whole thing is, is that if he comes into cover, he, like all, stalk, all stalkers have this. Um, Snake Eyes is a stalker as well. Um, at least a ninja version of him is. Um, they, they kept that one out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so basically what happens is... Uh, if a stalker gets into cover and they've got a very low attack, but if they get it, they can actually, yeah, they can, they can kill whoever's in cover. They can, because it's a sneak attack, essentially. That's fair enough. Yeah. So let's see if I can roll one for Croc Master to kill Scoop in my cover. All of a sudden, I'm really, oh, you're really... lucky. It's botched. Oh, oh thank, thank goodness. goodness. But I'm, I'm really regretting the fact that I went easy on that first Viper. I mean, we needed to just kill them as they popped up. Yeah, exactly. It's because we're feeling overwhelmed at this point. There's, there's, there's so much stuff against us right, right now. So now this is where the audience is going to come in. Not today, Ooh. but on the next Bergforce battle, uh, the audience is going to be able to support you guys by giving you cards like ammo drops, which will improve your uh, weapon power. They'll be able to drop off uh, weapon uh, vehicles. There's even a radio that might call in something very helpful, like an airstrike from a dragonfly. Like, uh... yeah, we need an airstrike, <laughs> you know. But yeah, guys, so that's just like the basic of Bergforce battles. I didn't want to make it last the whole way. Um, this is uh, I did make this a bit of an unwinnable scenario because I wanted to show the audience members how integral they are to the system. Um, and this can go absolutely crazy. Absolutely wrong. But like my vision with this, what I'd like to try and do is make these cards, um, like over the next month or two, is, is make these cards available to our Bergforce members so that you guys can actually print them out and play with them. 
Um, I will be uh, simplifying the system even more so that you guys have tokens and all kinds of things that you can use on, on the board. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, and then just as we streamline it, but this is something, and I thought it'd be fun for us to play every now and then on an episode and then get the audience members to, once they've got a bit of a better idea of the game, they can, um, the audience exclusive version means that they get to do airdrops and things like that. I think it's a really <laughs> great start. I mean, it, it seems like an interesting system. And I think as you go along and kind of refine things, I mean, I think definitely a lot of play testing um, to get yes. to a point where it makes sense. Um, and it's easy to explain to people who don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a good start. Thanks, man. Paul. You surpassed my expectations, and they're typically quite high, of course. But you know, extra points for using action figure photography for your cards. Thanks, man. Like, yeah. So that's always I, I circle goal. back to that point, and that's just like that's just so so delicious for uh, for a fan who of the toys first and foremost. Like, art is terrific, and it shows a lot of. Of, of effort on the part of the, the, the creators uh, and investment, you know, paying a professional artist. But art itself is, it's subjective, isn't it? Like you can get cards that, that appeal to you, an entire deck that the art style is rad or that you feel kind of lukewarm about. And I think I recall a digital uh, card game. Like there was an app, wasn't there? There's a deck building game an online GI Joe deck building game. And I kind of wasn't loving the art. It was very airbrushy and and kind oh, of I know it's talking about yeah, smooth was... and the shading was like very digitally done. You uh, at least you can't go wrong when you've got toys. Hey exactly. And um, yeah, so that's that's the point. Like that, I mean, I had to use a, an image of Crocmaster because I didn't have a nice photo of him to hand, um, and I couldn't find the cool one I took for the the poster mockup, <laughs> not mm -hmm. the knockoff poster that we did. Uh, Whatever, man. The, the You'll have plenty of good screen grabs once I get off my butt and release uh, Renegades Part Three. Crocmaster. It's a nice yeah, feature. I think probably one of the one of the best comments so far, um, Hans says, once you get the game time to stay within about twenty minutes, it, it becomes very marketable, um, like fast playing, fast action. Yes, I think it's, it's once you know the game well, what the cards do, you can kind of like do 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 do. Okay, I move now. I do this. I do that. Um, yeah, for sure. And I also want to do stuff like I'm scared of saying this publicly now, <laughs> but. Um, I also want to do stuff like have missions, like objects that you have to go and get from. Oh, that sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like, so what the, the hell? What the hell was Shockwave and Scoop doing in this? What were exactly. we doing here? Let, exactly. Let's be real. Um, yeah, but I, I think yeah, because objectives, yeah, objectives make it. You know, the, there's a reason why you're there. So either you kill everyone, or your objective is to actually attain something. And I suppose you do yes. tests or something to be able to get it. And if you get it, um, and then you do another test to say escape. And if you can if you can do that while surviving against the enemies, then you win. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've got some yeah. suggestions from the 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 audience uh, as to Stalker's alternative code name. Great ones, if you ask me. 
Gaz uh, suggests Predator. Predator. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good, and it hasn't been used yet. It is good. It's, it is good. It, it will definitely get some callbacks to a certain uh, alien life form with a pussy mouth. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Matt says Creeper, but I believe that's a joke. And uh, Bart got some, some crowd-pleasing with Snake Eater. Yep, nice. which is uh, uh, snake, uh, which is an operation in Metal Gear. Operation. Yeah, yeah. Paul and Rob, do you have any suggestions? <laughs> Undercover brother. I don't know, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, like I mean, pimp is also like not the best way, but what? Sort of Why? Because it alludes to his background a little bit, you know. Um, Stalk is far more than like an ex-gang member. Jungle right? actually. Panther. <laughs> Panther could be cool. Yeah, because he's the jungle cat. But then I just yeah. realized that also has a connotations. I but. know that's I my mind went to Panther as well, kind of evoking mm. where the file card is driving at. But like it's like saying everything short of actually just saying he's a black panther. Um, yeah, well, yeah a similar creature, a leopard. I mean, what about jungle leopards? cat? Jungle cat jungle is cat. actually kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, jungle jaguar cats. is a good one. Jaguar. <laughs> and I'm just making animals up. Jungle cat. <laughs> We're just making animals. Up. <laughs> jungle love. cat to me sounds like he would be more appropriate if he was dressed like Destro. I mean, that's a, that's a very seventies disco <laughs> name. Okay, man, I'm a jungle cat. This yeah. is a real Hans, pimp. Hans suggested uh, ocelot, but uh, personally, I can't get revolver ocelot out of my head um, from middle yeah. year. That would yeah, be so difficult to, to kind of like divorce from separate from that. Yeah, divorce yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, Jag um, Jaguar is good, but I'm going to kind of like Jaguar. The car. Bloody hell. This is tough. It's, it's really difficult. I mean, I mean, haven't they in other versions nice called the Lieutenant Stalker? Is, is that an option? Or is, is that other stalker? characters? But was, it doesn't I mean, get away from the fact that you you've got this. You still got the word stalker in there. Distasteful word, uh, which is a shame. I think I mean, people just. just just get over in the get over yourselves. There's nothing wrong with the word stalker. It has a lot of different meanings. Or knife perhaps, blade. Perhaps in the same vein that like knife blade. Like like you seldom in the Marvel movies hear their actual character names being used. Like it's always Cap or Rogers or Steve. Yeah, but that kind never of say, the point. You are Captain America. Identity. Unless they're being unless they're being kind of tongue in cheek and calling him Captain America. But like you could call him Lonzo. Or Sergeant you, Wilkinson. You could do you that, but doesn't around. that kind of defeat the point of having secret code names? Yeah, but in the case of a code name that you want to get away from, I think I'd sooner hear him being called Wilkes or Lonzo or Sergeant than being called something else like Predator or Jungle Cat. But I mean, it's, or... it's like I've been saying and, and, and other people, it's context. Stalker, in a, as Bart says, stalker in a military setting, it, it means something different. But mm. why? Why then were they so shy? Why did we get ripcord? It's so because arbitrary. Because of the wider, I suppose, societal context of it. That's that's the only reason. But it's like mm. to keep it. He, he's stalker. I, no, I, he's I, not. You can't change it. No, look, stalker is. Asking is why did he get roadblock in retaliation? Because the rock is cooler. I don't know. <laughs> On the way out, guys, I, I'd love to do some community shouts. Um, Me too. Shout out big, 
big scaling back from uh, the week before where I was on three other shows. Uh, <laughs> this week past, I was only on one, but it was a very Whoa. good one. It was uh, me and Chief again uh, joined forces to talk about the second half of the Impel trading card set from nice. 1991. Yeah, great, great set. I'm so happy that I've got a complete run of these cards. Um, and Chief's always an absolute blast to chat to. Uh, so check it out on Armageekdom, uh, his channel. Or is it Armageekdom? Either way, the link, the dum, link dum, will dum. be in the, in the description down below. We'll and the other community shout enough. I'd like to make is to the fellas from Podcast from the Pit. I see you guys, and I love your coverage of the shows that we are with you in spirit at. Um, obviously, we can't be at Kentuckiana or JoeFest, but it's really cool to hear your coverage of it. And lovely to see podcasts banding together because uh, the guys from Anything Joe's rented out a cinema for a private screening of Snake Eyes and they invited the boys from Podcast from the Pit to the screening. That's, so, awesome. that's wonderful. Wonderful. Of course, uh, I had a private screening myself for me and Sergeant Slaughter's Slaughterhouse. <laughs> Because there's no one else in it. And I'm sure I, we, we paid far less to reserve that cinema. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, that's me for community. Yo, cool. Joe. I just want to make a shout out to this awesome gentleman. Grinded Jim. You are now on the Patreon honor roll. Thank you for joining the Bird Force. Hell um, yeah, dude. Part of the Berg now. <laughs> Thanks for so, commenting, Grindhead. Great to, to, to have you not only part of the Berg force, but just, you know, part of the community at large. Uh, yeah. It rocks to hear comments, particularly on, on these podcast episodes. It's nice to keep the conversation going. I do my best to respond to the, the ones that are more than just praise for like what we do at Joburg. Like if you, if you have a, an argument that you want to put forth, I will respond as best I can. But uh, I wind up not even hitting the thumbs up to most of these comments. I like hit the love because, yeah, there's a lot of love shown. So thank you to Grindhead. Thank you to everyone who uh, comments down below. And hey, man, if you don't mind, it doesn't take a, a minute of your time. Just hit that like button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So small channels like ours can grow in the YouTube algorithm, you know. Yeah. Algorithm. Anyway. <laughs> so guys, yeah, if you want to be part of the boat force, the link is in in the description below. If you want to check out our awesome merchandise, um, that link is also in the description below. And uh, you can get some of our custom made stuff which is only available on gi joe book the merch and uh nowhere else and um yeah uh hopefully i can get some of these cards to our book force members there is a new tune that will be hitting you guys in the next week that's for our book force guys that's just the, this is just a book force update and uh, as i mentioned earlier there are lots of cool videos there's lots and lots of cool videos actually coming out there is unboxings, there is toy openings, there is a very, there's a, there are, sorry guys, like sometimes the South Africanness in us must it's, come out. Must come so out, like, yeah. There, there yeah. is lots of good contents coming out on these channels. <laughs> yeah, flip, international and we flavor. we even have a play probably. motion, we even have a play motion. It will knock your jean pants right off. Right jean off, pant. right off the block. Jean pant. 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna fucking in and in. Yeah. Anyway, um, and we got a play motion coming from one of our Berg Force members. So that's a special what? mission coming in very soon as well. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so ladies love our accents. Absolutely, they love it's our accents. They love accent. it when we speak foreign. <laughs> they can't stop talking to us coming around after work. <laughs> well, oh, I must say that one of, one of the first words that Kim learnt uh, on one of her while well, her earliest trip to South Africa was that self same uh, South African equivalent of the C bomb. Um, yeah, oh, really? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she she worked at the Children's Red Cross Hospital in Rondebosch. Oh, and kids are just throwing the children. Bro, those kids, man. Well, they come from the rough side of the tracks, my bro, oh. and they just drop this language. And she's like, what? Did he just say? And the, the, the nurse comes up to Kim and she's like, mm, "Yeah, he, well, he, he, he told you something rather rude there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very unsavory indeed. Um, and if you'd like to write us in a more long-winded format, I love that even more. A real South African hero at gmail.com. And if you'd like to include a voice note, we might even play it on the show. Hey, wouldn't that be fun? Be immortalized on an episode of Joe Berg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's Sorry, it boys I'm spent I'm also spent for today I think we had a really awesome episode and thank um, you this all... was a pleasant surprise I, I, Thanks, I, I love bro. what you've done so far and I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this out again cool man I'm glad to hear that and uh, I'm glad to, I'm, I'm excited to get it into the hands of the workforce as well so that they can play with us every now and then and uh, maybe help you guys get yourselves out of the shit so to speak like, Heck oh, yeah. guys, I just found an ammo drop. Here we go. And then you, know, you guys get a, 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 a gun buff, an attack buff for that round. And then you can do some damage. Hey, look, I would have just taken a nice heavy MG to riddle that bloody water moccasin. Exactly. Hey, but that's the thing. You know, maybe, you know, next time I might make it that you can find things in cover. That's such a video game contrivance. I've looked behind can... this tree and I found but a that's... shotgun yeah, shell. Grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exploring a tomb that no man has entered for hundreds of years. Ooh, shotgun ammo. <laughs> yeah. No, and, I, I it, and, and that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be fun and silly like that. Um, Quickly on the way out, uh, Matthew Comstock in the question uh, in the comments asked, "Is there a Kickstarter in the future of this game?" Uh, you know what? Let's take baby steps first. Let me um, make the game proper. Uh, proper. Let me make it uh, uh, something decent that is actually a, a product that works. Let's play test the crap out of it, and if it's successfully play tested, um, and we and people are excited about it, then I would definitely look at doing a Kickstarter. Obviously, we won't be able to use the G.I. Joe. Yeah. Everyone will thing, be able to guys. come up with new names. It'll be great. Um, you can have, have placeholders, and that kind of kind of kills it for me. Like, I'd rather this thing be... G.I. Joe. But be, I no, have... Be, be yeah. on the side and bootleg and under the table and not, not public, not out there, just so that we can use these characters and these images. Like... If you Which make it a Kickstarter, I'm, you'd have to do it the official route and avoid the legalities. Well, there um, are some. Um, there is an angle that I am willing to approach with this um, that I have no? that I haven't seen being done before, and that I'm going to play close to the chest. But that may allow me to <laughs> make use it all. Make it all eight bit art, like yeah. our avatars, and then and make sure you, you don't stickers. use 
well, make sure you don't use any characters like version one outfit because Hasbro execs and legal department, they don't have a, a, a long memory at all. Okay. Yeah. But they certainly would not catch wires to like a V2 or a V3 version. Yeah. I mean, the they Mega have, Marine they have... Gung Ho coming in. Exactly. Like, <laughs> the diehard fans would know. Like, yeah, Absolutely. it's lime, lime green. What's, what is it? Like, like canary yellow with yes. an orange hat. We know. We know that's Mega like, Marine's Gung Ho. Yeah. And that's a cool, that's a damn cool gung ho. Got to no, anyway. Scoop does not have a version two, but he was never popular enough to get more than one version. Thanks for running. Certainly it not in. popular enough to be on Hasbro's radar. So, hey, win, you can win. just stay first version. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, there are exceptions. However, with that said, I think we. We better jump out the door before we start another podcast on the heels of this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the mood for round two. I've actually got the action figures in front of me. Um, hey, nice. the, the, th the third member of the party has joined, and it's kind of the trump card because it's the silent assassin himself. How can you lose against that stalker? <laughs> What's the, his the name? <laughs> no, 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 no! I didn't bring Snake Eyes. Forget Storm that. Shadow, I, the, the greatest uh, character in the GI Joe Origins. Scoop, That's right? It's not yeah. Storm Shadow. Yes, right. um, Mr. Him Koji too. himself. Oof. Excellent. Anyways, gentlemen, uh, that's oh, yeah. discussion for another time. When you boys see that film, we'll have some words. It'll be completely Soon. irrelevant Soon. by month. that point. End of the month, episode two fourteen. I don't know. I'm Something just going like to that. have to enjoy his performance in the series called The Warrior for now. So, sick. Yeah. Nice. Well, guys, have an awesome afternoon. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you to everyone for listening or watching. And yeah, stay safe out there. Wah, 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 wah. Yo, Jobo. Don't quit your slash comics jobs.